Lord, this is a song to give you thanks. Help me express myself, Lisa. For every time you protected me when I didn't know your name. Thank you for 
everybody thank you for tuning in to the ladies promoting transparent advocacy podcast i am your podcast host shay pate well here it is everybody this is our new monday don't forget we switch men monday to fridays and it is now called fantastic fellas friday we think that the guys are the men are fantastic so uh We want to celebrate them on Fridays. So today, October 5th, is the first marvelous motivating Monday. And as I mentioned before, I do not like Mondays, so I need motivation on Mondays. And it's the beginning of a work week for some people and some people, of course, that work on the weekend. But the general work week is Monday through Friday. And I hate Mondays and need motivation, so I'm going to try to be motivation for you guys, which would automatically motivate me. So the first Marvelous Monday, excuse me, Marvelous Motivating Monday episode will be for a person that I saw her a couple weeks ago on Bill Maher, and I was really interested in what she was saying. She was talking about climate change. And as we know, climate change is very important, but is put on a back burner and some people don't even believe in it. I don't know what to believe. I just read what the scientists say, read what the activists say. I'm just just trying to figure out um, what I can do. I want to support anything that is going to make Earth and especially our country safer, especially for the new generation behind us. And she was really passionate about it. I knew that she was part of an organization that was called, well, they had a protest against climate change for 14 weeks. It was called Fire Drill Fridays. And you would see Jane and all her famous celebrities getting arrested on purpose because she was saying that it addresses the climate crisis. She teamed up with Green Space and others where they did the weekly protests center around civil disobedience and a demand for Congress to pass the Green New Deal. Now, I don't know that much about the Green New Deal, and I'm not going to really get into all that because the point of this is to just be motivating and, and take some motivation from the actions of Jane Fonda. Because Jane Fonda, she's been like on the forefront so, so many years I wasn't old enough to know about her before the big workout video that she did in the 70s, but I did do research. There's so much on her. It's just like amazing. First thing I want to mention is Jane. She looked good. I don't care what nobody say. She's 82. She'll be 83 this year, and she looks marvelous. So that's even one more reason to have her on my first Marvelous Motivating Monday because she is definitely motivating. She has a wonderful website. I went to her website, janefonda.com, and it's so cool. I mean, she got so much on there because she's been in the 
in the world for so long and been doing something from the beginning. And she has a timeline. The timeline starts in 1955 for those who are not familiar with her. And just check it out. It's pretty cool. Uh, I think her website is something if you want to learn more about who she is, because she's so many things. She's a political activist. She's an actress. She's, I didn't know this, but she's a former, a former fashion model. And she was the woman that brought the workout to the video. Those who are old enough to know, in 1982, she released her first exercise video called Jane Fonda's Workout. That's when you see some of the older movies for the younger generation with the bodysuit and the, the headbands and the, the pull-up socks. I know y'all remember, ladies. I know I do. And they said that it, it became the highest-selling VHS. That was before digital and CD and all that. And it said it was the highest-selling VHS of all time. They said it would be the first of 22 of her videos over the next 13 years which would collectively sell over 17 million copies. So go check out Jane. And if you uh, look at the banner that I'm going to put on this episode, you will see her very first workout video picture. It's uh, collaborating with two other pictures of hers because I didn't know how involved she was in the 70s. And I took a snapshot of her mugshot of getting arrested for a protest in the 70s. So... Jane, she's been doing the protesting and standing up for rights all her life. And the thing that's so cool about her, her father, Henry Fonda, those who are old enough to know about him, know he was a very, very famous actor. So she was brought up in, in uh, what they call a Hollywood royalty. And she didn't have to put herself out there like that, but she was okay with standing up for the cause. And you're going to listen to some video clips of interviews. There's two of them I'm play. And she talks about being rich, famous, white, and privileged, and how she used it to her advantage to protest for the less fortunate and those who are called what uh, we would say unheard. So I want to um, play two videos. One is an interview. I saw her with Andy Cohen on Watch What Happens Live. And not only is she talking about climate change, she has a new book that she is going to talk about. And I love the title of the book. And she is giving some answers to the question of what can we do? And I really want you guys to pay attention. I want to read something that she said. She said the climate crisis is going to determine whether there is life on earth. You know, she says, I'm not going to be alive for that, but I have a, an 11-month-old grandchild, and I love humanity, and I love nature. You know, that's her motivation. She says she wanted to make that clear. And I really want you guys to listen to both of these interviews and just see what this woman has been doing all her life for the greater good. And also, if you get a chance to look up her book, and I'm going to talk about her book as well, but I want you guys to really, really let her just talk and listen to what she was saying. And the name of her book is called, What Can I Do? My Path from Climate Despair to Action. So... She has a lot of pictures in the book, she said, regarding the protesting and when they were getting arrested, 
with her and her famous friends. And she wants to give some tips in this interview of what the everyday person can do. Because I always tell you guys that one person can make a difference, but Jane put it in better terms when she said a group can make a better difference. So I want you guys to listen to both of these clips. I'm going to play them back to back. And then maybe we can talk about what we can do. And I want to read a couple more quotes from Jane herself. Thank you. This is a joke. Thank you. Um, some know you as an Oscar winner. Some know you as an Emmy winner. You know, through the years, you've been given every title from sex symbol to rebel uh, to political organizer. And you've been causing what John Lewis would call good trouble for the good part of 50 years. Fighting for climate change is deep inside your bones. In fact, now you've moved to Washington, D.C. to basically get arrested repeatedly to try and get more action on climate change. I would love to know, in all the years that you've been fighting, have you seen any progress or have you seen a change that inspires you to keep on fighting? I see change all the time. I see all the way back starting in the beginning of the 70s when I first became an activist. Um, changing, mostly women. I think women tend to change more than men. Women who had been very shy, uh, scared to talk in public housewives, who when there was an emergency, when their children were in danger, became these fiery warriors, overcame their shyness, and fought and won for their community. That's the kind of change I've seen over the 60 years that I've been an activist. And so I don't, I don't get cynical or, or discouraged. I'm, I'm really encouraged by people's ability to change. The book is entitled, What Can I Do? And it's about climate change. But what I found interesting about it is you also talk about protest. You talk about challenging the status quo. You talk about fighting, uh, you know, for equality and for justice. And what I really was intrigued by was how you talk about the, the, the way you've seen it for so long. You said you saw it first as a sprint and then you saw it as a marathon. And now you've started to see it as more of a relay race from generation to generation. What exactly does that mean? Well, what really got me to move to D.C. were the young climate strikers, Greta Thunberg and all the other. There were millions of them. It was the biggest global demonstration in human history, I think. Um, about a year ago, actually, is when it took place. And I've met a lot of them since then. And I see how they're carrying grief. They're mourning about what's been lost and what they know will be lost, even if we start doing everything right because of, of all the heat that's been baked in. Um, and they were saying, look, we didn't cause this. We're fighting for our futures. Where are the grown-ups? Where are the adults? And I realized it's kind of a reverse logic that they were passing a baton to older people to join them. And then we, in turn, are passing it back to, to young people. I mean, I'll be dead before the problem is solved, but um, I want to pass it to young people. I mean, you, you've been through it all, from the Nixon administration tapping your calls and from the intelligence agencies basically trying to sabotage you and, you know, get you on trumped-up drug charges. People have tried to silence you for a very long time. This is something that's not dissimilar to what happens to some people today, is that in their protest, you know, the, the people try to silence them. They try and stop them from speaking the truth and, 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 and speaking truth to power. Um, you, you, you have fought in a relentless way. But I wonder if you've learned any tips and tricks on how to fight effectively in terms of advocating for change. 
don't get impatient. Keep talking, talking about it, like talk about the climate change. We have to keep talking about it. If we don't talk about it, we're not going to care about it. If we don't care about it, we're not going to do anything about it. So we have to talk about it. You know, at family dinners with our uncle who doesn't believe in it, we have to listen to people, find out what they care about, and then pitch what we want to say to them according to what they care about. If they care about their grandchildren, we want to have a future for our grandchildren. If they care about birds, almost 3 billion fewer birds in North America since 1970. I mean, that's just, that's astonishing that that many birds have disappeared. Um, or it can simply be the, the extreme weather events or whatever people care about. That's what you should focus on. Don't write anyone off. You know, be open, especially to people who don't agree with you. The social scientists have studied this, and they say, this is really good news. You only need 3.5% of people to win. And that's 11.5 million people in the United States. We can do this. You talk about how everyday people can make a difference. I know that governments need to do something. We know that corporations can do a lot. But everyday people sometimes feel powerless. You know, someone who's like, okay, I don't use straws, but it seems like there's still tons of plastic out there. I may not use single-use packaging, but there's still tons of trash going out there. Do you really think that there's something that we as individuals can do to change the levels of pollution in the world? Absolutely. We can stop being individuals and join with others so that the individual becomes the group. You know, the, the powers that be, the... the American oligarchs, basically, they don't want us to realize that their strength in numbers. They want us to be individualists because that helps them. Because we're powerless as individuals. But if we join organizations and work with other individuals, um, we, we can make the changes happen. We can't rely on government. We have to force government to do what's right. That's why I keep doing Fire Bill Fridays. It's why I wrote the book. I want people to take the next step. You know, for 40 years we've, we've pleaded and we've petitioned and we've lobbied and we've marched, we've protested, and we've used all the levers of democracy and we haven't been heard. So now we have to civil good trouble, civil disobedience. You've been arrested more than most people I, I can think of. And uh, you become you become somewhat of a hero online because people say, this is how you use your privilege correctly. Are you ever comfortable being arrested? Like, do you just have, like, is this like a thing where you're like, oh, just another day for me? It, it doesn't get you at all now? Well, you know, first of all, I'm white. I'm white and I'm famous and I have a hit TV series behind me. And uh, so I'm not going to be treated the way you would. Well, I mean, you're famous, so maybe you wouldn't be treated the way, you know, some black kid on the block would be treated. And it's... I can't pretend that my experience is the same as it would be for a person of color. And I've been arrested before, and it was not so good. It was under orders of Richard Nixon, and it was not good. Um, I wasn't treated so well. Um, this time, I was choosing to be arrested. I was engaging in civil disobedience. And so, even though you're really giving up your power, you can't, you can't control anything anymore. You're in the control of the police. But you're putting your whole body in alignment with your values, and it's so empowering.
It's like stepping into empowerment, into wholeness. And as I would look around and see the other people getting arrested, I could see they all felt the same thing. Building community, being part of a group of people that are fighting together is joyful. What advice would you give to the next Jane Fonda, a young, aspiring human being who says, I want to fight for all the things I believe in, but I may be afraid and I may not be treated well when the police encounter me. What advice would you give to them? It's the same as I said before. Don't be alone. We're so vulnerable when we're alone. Be part of a movement. That's where the joy comes from, and that's where your safety comes from, if you're embedded in a movement. I think there are no final words to end uh, an interview on. Jane Fonda, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you so much for everything you've done throughout your life, and uh, thank you for joining us on the Daily Social Distancing Show. <laughs> this is the book. I hope people get it. It's really good. It's very useful. It's a fantastic guide on how to get into good trouble and uh, fight for causes that you believe in. So thank you very much. I appreciate you having me. Thanks. Go, 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 go. That most of us would live a day in your life and need a year-long nap, nap, nap. But your new book, What Can I Do? My Path from Climate Despair to Action is a much-needed wake-up call. So we want to know, what can we do? I have a speed round of questions about how everyone can get to work in the climate change movement. Okay, Jane, what's one small change we can make to our daily routines that would make a positive impact on the environment? Vote! Vote one, vote two, vote three, voting. We have to vote this November. Okay, I, I agree. What should we do if we what should we do if we really want to be like you and stop buying new clothes, but we always sort of feel sick of everything that we own? Go to a, a Recycle store or whatever those no, stores are called that sell a vintage store. Yeah, vintage. Go to a vintage store. You know, you don't want to buy underwear there, but you you can buy just about everything else there. I've never been to one because I wear the same clothes that I wore 30 years ago, so I have a lot of clothes. We buy too much. We can't solve our problems by shopping. We can't shop our way out of this. We can't have shopping. How long have you had that denim? How long have you had that denim number? Oh God, fifty years. What? <laughs> <laughs> Looks great. How do you recommend navigating a conversation with someone who doesn't believe that climate change is real? This is a serious topic. The president doesn't believe in science. It seems. Well, listen, the president knows very well that climate change is happening. He's built seawalls to protect his golf courses in, China, in, in Scotland from rising sea levels. He signed full-page ads in the New York Times, along with a lot of other liberals. <laughs> Weird, huh? You know, on the, when the U.S. was going to Copenhagen to the climate conference, you know, urging the U.S. to sign a strong climate treaty. I mean, he, he knows what's happening. Um, it's just that... Uh, so how do you, know, how do you talk to people who don't believe it? Okay, first of all, you, listening is important. Try to find out why they don't think there's a climate crisis, what makes them think that, and also then what they're interested in. So, for example, if, like me, they're interested in birds, you might tell them that... Um, in the last weeks, thousands and thousands of birds migrating north to south are falling out of the sky dead. You know, or if they care about their grandkids, tell them that scientists are saying that if we don't cut our fossil fuel emissions in half, 
there may not be a livable future. Um, I'm actually, I'm putting together questions that climate deniers or climate questioners ask and what the answers could be. Um, and so people could always write to me on my blog and, and ask me to send that to them. But um, the most important thing is ask what people care about and then talk about the climate change in, in a way that would impact uh, tell them how it would impact them. That's right, yeah. You heard vote, vote, vote is Jane's number one suggestion. So I'm going to go on and put it out there too. And I just want to read two uh, phrases, uh, quotes I found from Jane. She said, I cannot stand to see a bunch of greedy, rich, cisgender white guys destroying the planet and the atmosphere knowingly. People who know what they're doing and are doing it anyway, in order to get more money, it just haunts me and I will not stop until I've done every single thing I can to try to change that. And she quotes, being a white famous woman is something that she's used for decades. Understanding early on her power and drawing attention to issues because she's a movie star. She has a platform that's bigger than other people. And she feel like she has an obligation to use that platform. She actually quoted it with the I, 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 but I'm just explaining to you what she was saying. So go check out um, her book if you like. I think that it's an interesting read, especially if you're somebody that's advocating about climate change because she is not giving up, as she said. She is going to keep fighting the fight. And she wants people to fight it with her. The name of her book is called, and I don't advertise anybody's anything, but I do want to name this book because it's mentioned in the clips. It's called, What Can I Do? You know, I'm always about promoting resolutions. And let me just finish the title. I'm sorry. It's called, What Can I Do? My Path from Climate Despair to Action. So I want you guys to check that out. And I just want to mention something else that has nothing to do with climate change, but it's just a positive thing. And since this is Marvelous Motivating Monday, I want to mention something else that Jane's involved in. Um, from my research in 20, excuse me, 2005, she, Robin Morgan, and Gloria Steinem founded the Women's Media Center. And they say it's a progressive, nonpartisan, nonprofit organization working to raise the visibility, viability, and decision-making power of women and girls in media, and thereby ensuring that their stories get told and their voices are heard. To reach those necessary goals, we strategically use an array of interconnected channels and platforms to transform not only the media landscape, but also a culture in which women and girls' voices, stories, experiences, and images are neither sufficiently amplified nor placed on par with the voices, stories, experiences, and images of men and boys. Now, that's what I call an activist for change and definitely an activist for not just climate change, 
but for women and girls. And that's what we're all about, trying to make things transparent, give people information, and give them solutions. So I just really appreciate that I could bring Jane Fonda to a lot of you. Um, those who are watching Netflix now, since a lot of us are stuck in the house, she is in the current Netflix series called uh, Grace. I apologize. I had it written down. She's in the Netflix uh, series called Grace. What is it? Grace and Frankie. And you can catch that, as I mentioned, on Netflix. And a lot of the younger uh, J-Lo fans may know her as the mother-in-law on the movie Monster-in-Law. So Jane is just doing her thing. She's every woman, as they say. And I just want to say thank you, Jane, for being such a positive. Nope, let me go back. Such a marvelous, positive, motivating woman. So if you like our episode, please give us a, uh, a like or comment and follow us. I would love for you to follow us on our Pod, Podbean app, or you can follow us on the other apps such as Apple iTunes, Google Play, Pandora, Spotify, and Alexa. Tune in so you can catch us on all those apps. And I would appreciate if you would like us and follow us because we need some followers because I want to go live, but I need to make sure I have enough followers before I do so. So I want to thank you guys for tuning in. If you got any comments, as I said, you can call us at 404-855-7723. Or you could give us an email at podcasthostshapepate19 at gmail.com. And definitely follow us on Twitter. And we are at Advocacy Ladies. Capital A is in Advocacy. Capital L is in Ladies. And I like to always end my episodes with the question... What do you have to say? Thank you for listening.